This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We all want to look good for certain events, especially during the holiday season. And uh, look no more. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make suits, shirts, coats, and more. And everything is made to your exact measurements for a great fit. I always love seeing a guy in a good fitted suit. You know, you get personalized things all to the details, including the lapel, lining, and your own monogram. RJ Barrett's brand new collection with Indochino just dropped, you guys, featuring limited edition fabrics and jacket linings. RJ actually helped pick out the design. Indochino's process, really simple. Choose your fabric, pick your customizations, and submit your measurements. Your package will be delivered straight to your door, so you don't have to even go to a store, and that's within two weeks. You can get measured and design your own suit at your nearest Indochino showroom if you prefer that, or like I said, do it all online at Indochino.com. Right now, you can get $30 off your purchase of any $399 or more suit at Indochino.com when you enter Blue Wire at the checkout process. Plus, Shipping is absolutely free. What a great deal. That's Indochino.com, promo code BLUEWIRE, for $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more. Incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit. Blue Wire. Think about Lawrence. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Elliott, dodge the eye of this national championship win. A deep throw by Lawrence, a lot of contact. Justin Ross broke free from it. He's down in the end zone. Touchdown, Clemson. Welcome into episode 53 of Press Pass. I'm Kayla Anderson alongside my co-host Joshua Perry, and we are sponsored by uh, the great peoples of Indochino, Harry's, and untuck it. And I first of all wanted to say uh, we record this on Monday. So happy Veterans Day for all those out there who uh, serve and put their lives on the line for uh, our great United States. Uh, my grandpa was a Marine. Um, I I just really cherish this day and, and all those people. So I just wanted to say that first and foremost. Second of all, no Joshua. Yeah, right. Uh, how 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 are you? How was your weekend? Um, are you recovered? Are you better than last weekend? Because I feel like I'm I got more energy today. Uh, well, first off, I'd like to say Happy Veterans Day as well. Um, obviously, yes. it's a huge celebration, and we've got some of the most uh, amazing things going on in this country. So, uh, very thankful. But I'm tired. Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't get to catch up at all <laughs> yesterday. Uh, like, I am tired. Dang, man. I'm sorry to hear that. That is what it is. I know. Well, maybe if you were uh, witnessing a Titans win with me yesterday, you would have had a little bit more energy. I guess. Maybe. Who knows? I mean, 
those kind of things like they they like pump more juice into me or something. Well, it's it's always easier to do your job when your team's winning. Yeah, especially when you upset Kansas City, right? Yeah, it's a pretty big win. Uh, well, we're gonna talk about some college football now, and we're not gonna go through the AP rankings anymore since the college football playoff rankings come out on Tuesdays. But I did want to mention because the college football rankings came out last Tuesday. Uh, We saw Ohio State at that top spot. But I really do think from what I've been hearing and what the AP poll released on Sunday, I have a feeling that they're going to hop LSU over it. I don't think that they should because why even put Ohio State there in the first place um, if you were just going to hop LSU over there if you won? Yeah, I I think that LSU's definitely got the best win of anybody in college football this year. but. Ohio State didn't do anything to say that they aren't deserving of number one. They played the whole second half of the Maryland game with their twos. They won the yeah. first half 42 to nothing. Then they won the second half 31 to 14. I mean, it, that's an impressive performance. Yeah, and that's why I was just saying, I don't, I mean, you can't, why do you just knock them out of the top spot then? I mean, they didn't do anything wrong. So it's no. like, you know, you might as well have just put LSU there and and thought, well, if they lose, we'll just move them down. Right. Um, but now, yeah, I'll be interested to see what happens with that. We'll talk about um, Minnesota in a minute that that hopped up in the um, AP poll. Some what they go to seven or something. So yes, we'll talk about Minnesota in a second. Let's start with. LSU and Bama, uh, we just mentioned LSU defeating Bama in what was a spectacular game. Very different from their meeting years ago when it was like a 9-7 to seven game. Completely opposite. Yeah. Oh, definitely. There's a lot of <laughs> offense in this one. Right? And so does that kind of just go to show how much college football is changing and how even the SECs had to adapt to kind of this new style of, of offense and put points on the board? Oh, I think so. I think you see it everywhere. I mean, even some of the teams that haven't necessarily been great offensively in the Big Ten, that's a a conference kind of known for defense. They're playing offense over here, too. It's no surprise that down south with the type of athletes that they have, that they're playing great offense as well. Well, before I get to Joe Burrow, because we all know the spectacular performance he had on Saturday, I did want to give some credit to Alabama and to Atungvaloa specifically. Just in that second half, you knew he was really struggling with that hurt ankle. And I mean, he was gingerly going to the sideline when he went to the sideline, but yet he found a way in that second half to rally his team and, and made it a ball game. And, and I have to credit Tua and, and the Tide and Saban for, for pulling it into within a few points in the second half. Yeah, and it was interesting. Um, I, I think that LSU is probably throwing the ball uh, a little bit too much, and and you do that when you have the best quarterback in college football. But they were up 20 points at one point in that game, and then they were up by 13 for a while in that game, and they kept throwing the ball. I mean, they had a couple of drives where they only threw the ball or they only ran the ball once or they didn't run it at all. And I know a lot of teams start to try to bleed the clock there, so it's very curious game management. Uh, made the game a little bit tight at the end, but nonetheless, their offense is ridiculous and they were just moving the ball at will. Yeah, and when you get to off to the start like that, like Joe Burrow and company did, you're really digging yourself in a hole no matter what team you are. I mean, that's LSU's game plan. They want to put up points early, get a good solid lead, because then it's just about playing catch up. Uh, and it's hard to do with this team. I mean, Joe Burrow passed for 393 yards, a three touchdown. He's completed 
uh, 79% of his passes now. I mean, this guy is on fire. And in my opinion, with what happened on Saturday, he really put himself in the, as the front runner in the Heisman um, race. Oh, no doubt. I mean, this was a stage to do it, and he had the performance. And uh, the the thing that you really point to is the toughness that he has as a quarterback because uh, he's over there running the ball. He's not sliding. He gets yeah. smacked, and he gets right back up talking smack. It's awesome. Can I ask you, with because you're up in Columbus, I really wanted to know your thoughts on what do people think about Joe Burrow in Columbus since he was – He's from Ohio. He he clearly went to Ohio State. That was where he wanted to go. And then all the stuff happened, which I don't think was really his fault. But what's the thoughts up there? Do people like him still up there? Do they root for him? Oh, absolutely. Everybody is super happy for him. Former players love him. Fans absolutely love him. And they love the fact that he beat Alabama, too. So this is all good. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I did want to give some credit also to Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Man, is was he just a gritty back on Saturday? And and I just loved the way that he was able to um, take control of the run game too and, and contribute on the ground. Yeah. And I think it was more so that his yards were impactful, not necessarily yes. plentiful. And I'm not convinced that Alabama's run defense is the greatest, but he had to grind out some yards there and especially to close out the game. Did a great job, and I think he ended up with just a little bit over 100 yards rushing. Um, that's not what they do best, but he needed those yards, and he got them. All right. Well, it is the holiday uh, time of year. I'm actually getting my Christmas presents here together, so I don't have to do it last minute. And you know what that means. It, it means gifts for some of us. And if you want a simple gift that is stylish and easy to wear, Definitely go and check out Untuck It. Unlike most brands Untuck It shirts, they actually are designed to be worn untucked, which some of us actually enjoy. Untuck It shirts always fall to that right length, no matter what the size, so you look casual and sharp. You ever see an Untuck It button down? Uh, they look bad, right? Why? Because they weren't meant to be worn that way. So with more than 50 plus fit combinations, Untuck It shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all sizes. You can find your favorite Untuck It style online or check out one of their 80 brick and mortar stores. You choose from styles like wrinkle-free, they have button downs, soft flannels, outerwear, and much more. With Untuck It, your shirts never look baggy, bulgy, too long, or too big again. And their website is really easy, you guys. They even have a whole page devoted to helping find your fit. So whether you're shopping for your perfect holiday gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It is the way to go. Visit untuckit.com and use the code BLUE for 20% off at your checkout. That is untuckit.com. Use promo code BLUE for 20% off. So getting into the stuff that I know you were all about and something that you have been preaching on this show since you joined was you wanted to give Minnesota credit and you you wonder why it took them even that long to be in the top 25. And so I will say, first and foremost, Joshua Perry called this a long time ago. Do not underestimate Minnesota. And here we go. Minnesota gets its chance on the big stage. And what do they do? They upset Penn State. They're 9-0 for the first time since 1904. It is amazing. In that 1904 stat, they actually played a high school team that year, which is kind of wild <laughs> to think about. But wow, I've been saying it. Minnesota, regardless of what you thought of their start, they turned it on. Uh, last four games before they played Penn State were all blowouts, and then they come in, they they upset a, a top four team everybody thought was a, a playoff contender. I'm telling you, this team has been for real, and they proved it. 
So the Gophers never trailed scoring on their first two drives, then building that two-touchdown lead at one point in the first half. I think that was huge with really going out there and say, we're on our field, we're setting the tone, and like I said, really playing with the lead was big in this one. Well, and when you think about it, it could have happened the other way where uh, here's a team who people said hadn't played anyone and they're getting their best opponent. And what if Penn State comes out and they smack him in the mouth and they score a couple times early? What does that game look like? Instead, they did it to Penn State. And truly, James Franklin and that Penn State team looked stunned. And they looked like yeah. they didn't have the answers. I don't think that's what they expected to happen. And clearly, they had a hard time coming back. They threw a few interceptions, which is uncharacteristic. I think uh, Sean Clifford had three against Minnesota he had three coming into the game so they were really looking for answers and it hurt him in the end well what impressed you the most about the Gophers on Saturday uh well I've been saying it all year they've got three wide receivers that are as good as anyone in America um they've got some running backs that can tote the rock but truly their quarterback is accurate they've got a simple game plan too they've got uh one and two read passes where they're looking for the slant if the slant's not there they're throwing the fade if the fade's not there the quarterback's pulling it down and running he's throwing it out of bounds and they work that game plan but also Antoine Winfield Jr in the back end of their defense is one of the best players in the Big Ten Conference uh, in terms of taking the ball away, period. He got two interceptions uh, in the first half of this game, and uh, it changes the momentum and it changes the outcome because then teams got to play from behind. Remaining on the schedule, Iowa, Northwestern, and Wisconsin. Certainly there's a little bit of challenge in there, but certainly winnable. What are the chances that the Gophers win out? And, and really, do you, do, does the nation need to be taking this team seriously at this point? They should have been taking them seriously a little while ago, but um, should beat Iowa because, to be honest, I don't think Iowa's all that good. Northwestern yeah. should be a breeze. And then uh, when it comes to Wisconsin, I think that'll be a challenge. But if they can shut down Jonathan Taylor like other teams have done, I think they'll be perfectly fine. To me, looking at the AP, and I know that's not what matters right now. We'll see when the playoff rankings come out. But Minnesota had a big jump. But to me, I think it hurt Penn State more than it truly should have. Because if Minnesota is a top 10 playing team, they're playing the game at, you know, seven, eight, nine, and they beat number four, maybe Penn State doesn't fall all the way to nine. You know, maybe they only fall to seven, maybe they fall to eight. And so to me, it's a little bit curious how uh, the previous positioning might have hurt Penn State more than it should have. And I know it's a different kind of matchup, but you know, LSU beats Alabama. Alabama only yeah. drops two spots because we valued LSU and we knew that they were a good team. And we still think that Alabama is a good team. And I still think Penn State's a good team. So it's just kind of interesting, the positioning there. Yeah. And that's, again, it's just because the SEC gets so much pub and, and we've talked about this so many times. Um, it's almost just like based on what we see and what we hear instead oh, no of what doubt. we're you know, what we're really looking into and, and what we're watching and breaking down. Um, what was interesting this past week, and it just lit a fire under me, was the suspension of Chase Young. Now, listen, uh, from Ohio State, listen, I, I understand there's rules and the NCAA has rules and, and all that stuff. But what we're dealing this with at this point in college football and the NCAA and how inconsistent they are and how each com- conference isn't treated the same way 
this is what really just got under my skin this week when I saw that he had been suspended. Clearly, somebody went and started digging, and I do truly believe it's after Ohio State went to one in the college football playoff rankings. You can argue with me if you want, but this suddenly comes out that he took money from, and what it is is supposedly a family friend. Uh, you know more because you're up there in Columbus right now. But I just, I'm so frustrated with this story because not not that, you know, somebody shouldn't be punished because they didn't follow the rules, but just the timing of it and and who it's targeting, it just really pissed me off. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and the frustrating thing is, you're right, rules are rules. And so if you're Chase Young in this situation, what you're supposed to do is tell the compliance department that you got a loan from a family friend, they'll vet the person, they'll look at the amount, they'll make sure you pay it back. Now that it's all paid back and it's said and done, if Chase Young is telling the truth, which I have no reason to believe that the kid would lie to us because he's a great human being, then he's probably going to end up getting a couple games suspension. This should be over. But the fact of the matter is this shouldn't be an issue to the NCAA. It does not matter if this man took a loan and he paid it back. It's not an issue. And you're going to get the flip side of it. And, uh, you know, I'm an Ohio State fan, so obviously you can take my bias for what it's worth. Because when you talk to Penn State fans and you talk to Michigan fans, you talk to anybody who might be facing Ohio State in a bowl game or in the playoff, they'll say, well, you know, they should do this and they need to vacate wins and they need to suspend him for the rest of the year, etc. The reality of the situation is there are probably a lot of players who are taking loans quote unquote, not even paying them back and it never gets caught. Now here's a kid who self-reported this loan, paid it back. If it is what he says it is, let's move on. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's the thing. That's the part that bugs me the most, just because you know, it's happening in other conferences, especially the SEC, but um, you just don't hear about it as much because they want to protect the product, which is all part of the big, big, bigger picture, right? Which is ESPN and, and so on and so forth. Do you think he's back after two? Like, like you said, is he back for Penn state? That's what I'm hearing. Um, okay, and okay. I think that should be the proper punishment. I mean, to me, there, if, if this all happened in the past and he paid everybody back, no harm, no foul, maybe a game because he didn't report it right away. But I think two games is perfectly fine. I think that he served his time. He's a good kid, never been in trouble. His team needs him. Like, let's not make this the reason why something happens to Ohio State season. Like, that would be so terrible. And I'm not saying Ohio State season's going to hell if Chase Young doesn't play again. But come on, guys. No, I get what you're saying. Uh, Let's move into the ACC and talk about Clemson for a minute. Listen. I'm just kind of getting a little bit, I'm interested in this topic because Clemson to me is flying under the radar a bit. I keep forgetting they're 10 and 0. So with the win over, yeah, with the win over NC State, which was 55 to 10, the Tigers improved to 10 and 0. And here is, um, you know, these Tigers, this team, and they're like ho-humming their way and nobody's talking about them. And that kind of scares me a bit. Yeah. And, you know, Dabble's using that first ranking to motivate his team, but they're going to be back in the top four. And quite honestly, they deserve to be as an undefeated team. And I think the reason why they were sitting outside of the top four is because you had some other undefeated teams that had better wins. And, you know, they they haven't played anybody. They won't play anybody. But the way that they're winning games, and especially after that UNC game that everybody watched and they were very critical of Clemson, they've been blowing teams out too. I mean, this is like, 
Minnesota, except for a more talented roster and a legit way to get to the playoff. Yeah, I'm I'm very impressed. I was texting somebody yesterday and we were talking about how good Clemson looks and their defense is playing really well and Trevor Lawrence is back on track. And these guys are dangerous. Like regardless of what we thought they were a few weeks ago, regardless of what their schedule looks like, they're dangerous. Yeah, and here's the thing. They I mean, they're they've been so consistent under Dabo. They earned a berth in the ACC championship already for the seventh time. And so I just think with these kind of teams you have to be careful cuz I was th- actually I was thinking about Minnesota and I was like they're one of these teams, yeah, they haven't played the strongest opponents, but look how they're blowing them out as well. That also says something about these teams. It's not like they're winning by little margins. You know, yeah. there's it, it that goes to show something's I mean, going on. You look at a lot of the top teams in college football and we're, you know, we pump up some wins over some other ones. But, you know, like if we're being completely honest, Alabama's resume isn't really much better than Clemson's Ohio State. Yeah. Mostly they've got a couple of games that you could chalk up there as good games. But I mean, their resume is not like super crazy. LSU's had most of the top 10 games, but some of those teams they played, I think are kind of phony too. So, you know, when we're truly evaluating these resumes, like win all your games and you'll be rewarded. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Well, humans have been shaving for over a thousand years and the secret to a great shave, well, it really hasn't changed much. The ancient Greeks didn't use flex balls or heated handles, neither do you. So that's why Harry's doesn't overcharge you to add gimmicky features to their razors. They are focused on delivering what actually matters. Sharp, durable blades at a fair price. And Harry's is really a return to essential quality. Durable blades at a fair price, just $2 a blade actually. And they have cut out the middleman completely, manufacturing their blades in their German blade factory. That's been really where they've been honing precision on these blades for a century, which means you get an incredibly high quality blade with direct prices. Uh, Harry's, super convenient, you guys. Blade refills are delivered directly to your door who doesn't want that on schedule with or without a subscription so you don't need to go to CVS or Walgreens or any of those places there's no risk for you trying them out and if you don't love your shave let them know they'll give you a free refund listeners of this show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash blue wire you'll get a weighted handle for a firm grip a five blade razor with lubricating strip and trimmer blade rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep the skin hydrated I actually love that stuff and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go so you know go to harrys.com slash blue wire to start your shaving better routine today okay segment three we get into big 12 i had to mention this conference because there were a couple interesting notes from here Uh, the biggest one oklahoma surviving iowa state and I just think like this Oklahoma team to me, it's so funny because we started off talking about Jalen Hurts, right? And there was so much hype around Jalen Hurts. That hype has really faded off. And not, yeah, not saying that he's not still Jalen Hurts, but like the Sooners are just not impressing me with their wins. I mean, it's what have you done for me lately, too? I mean, they lost the game and then kind of people stopped going to Oklahoma as much for clips and sound bites and the whole deal. But I, I think that whole conference is absolutely terrible. Like I know. they don't play defense and, and and they haven't, but it's just it's egregious to this point. Like there are there are teams that should not be able to compete in this conference 
and they can because depending on which week it is, teams just don't bring their defense to the game. No. And then you have, I know you've been harping on this because Texas started off, you know, with all this hype. They they obviously played LSU close. And then, you know, it was like, oh, Texas is now, they're obsolete. And then now they beat KSU. And now people are like, oh, is Texas the real deal again? I, I know. I saw you tweeting about it. So I knew you had a strong opinion on this. Uh, hey, here's the deal. <laughs> Texas is as phony as a $3 bill to me. I don't think they're very good. I don't think KSU is very good. Kansas State was not a good team to me. So they were susceptible. I don't think anybody in this conference truly stands out. Oklahoma has the firepower to be very dangerous. But again, they don't play deep. I'll get back on the Texas tip, though. Uh, It just bothers (laughs) me because they're a brand. And when Texas is good, it's good for college football. And so they're going to get passes and people are going to evaluate them through a different lens. But a team I've been harping on for a couple of weeks too now finally made it into a top 25, Indiana sitting at yeah. 24 in the AP ranking. I think Indiana beats Texas on a neutral field. At Dang. Me. Hot That's take. my hot take for the week. At hot me. Take. I think they do. At I, don't, me. I don't think Texas's quarterback is great. I don't think their defense is very good at all. I think – Indiana's defense is much improved, and they've got a running game plus a pass game. They've got two wide receivers that I think are very, very good players. And I think it'd be a good game, but Indiana wins it. Is Tom Herman – I mean, I don't. he's not in trouble, but I, I just I'm, – I'm starting to be. think, well, what is going on with this Texas program? Why can this Texas program that was once a powerhouse, like USC in a way, why can't it be turned around? I think that's my biggest question. I think just overall, they'll struggle to recruit great defensive players because of the conference. And, you know, how many of those guys are going to be you're going to be a first round linebacker out of Texas? Like not today. I think that the way recruiting has shifted too. a lot of great players out of Texas are going to schools in the SEC or they might be going out west. So that hurts them a little bit, too. But overall, I just. It, it doesn't feel like what it used to be. And to me, Texas should be easy to sell. I mean, they're in a huge city. That's still a college town. They, they're historic. They have a chance to win their conference every single year. Yep. I truly believe that. But for some reason, they can't get it together. Uh, I want to get into some good stuff from the gridiron, Joshua, because a lot of this is based on Minnesota <laughs> this weekend. There we go. Because there was so much good stuff from the game, from after the game, that just was like feel-good stuff. If you watched it, you were like, man, this makes me smile. So first of all, I wanted to start off with, did you, PJ Fleck, we always talk about his fashion. Did you see the mini PJ Fleck before the game? I did. Oh my goodness. I couldn't have seen a cuter kid in my life. That's awesome. That was so cool. Like this, the the dad obviously like dressed him up just like PJ. I mean, he did look like a mini me. I even I mean, he had the that, headset on and everything. Yes, headset on and everything. And they took some shots of him during the game too. And the dad was like lifting him up. I just thought that was so great. It's crazy to think like a head coach is having that effect, not just players, but the head coach having that effect on the fan base. Which is yeah, they cool. love him. And uh, Glenn Mason, who I co-host yeah. some studio stuff with for Big Ten, um, coached at Minnesota, and he lives in Minnesota, and people are truly bought in. And uh, PJ, I think, is a great fit because it's a, it's a you know, Twin Cities got a great population. Yeah. Um, they love sports, but they, 
they've struggled to get behind Minnesota lately, and he's a guy to make them excited about it. And we're going to talk about the locker room scene. I'll let you get into that, and then I'll talk to that too. Okay, so before the locker room scene, I had to bring up this as well. The gopher on the big screen for the field goal. Did you see that? I did not. Are you serious? Mm-mm. Oh my God, please look this up. So they put, when the opposing kicker was kicking, going to kick field goal, There, you look up and on the big screen, it's just the gopher's like eye like his side of his face and it's like <laughs> zooming in and it's on the huge screen. It is so insane. It is hilarious. So all you see is this like gopher and it's like zooming in on his face, like his side eye. And it's mm. just like, I'm watching you. I mean, if I were a kicker and I were to see that, I would be so distracted. It was hilarious. Our editor for this show, actually, Tristan sent me that uh, during the game. And That's I was like, This is perfect. So go look that up. And then the third thing I wanted to talk about from this game was the the crowd surfing. After the game in the locker room, PJ Fleck puts his trust in his players and literally crowd surfs across the locker room. It's awesome. What what kind of, what does that do for a team, Joshua, in a locker room atmosphere? And I don't think probably Urban did those type of things, but have you been in a locker room where things like this happen where you get the whole team kind of going. Yeah, and I'll I'll say this. PJ and Urban are very similar in the fact that they know how to motivate players and they do uh-huh. it differently cuz Urban's more of the psychology guy. Sure. PJ is a little bit more of the shtick and it's a little bit like corny. And that's yes. why people make fun of him. You know, I I I take my fair share of jabs at him, sure. but I always give him credit because of the job that he's doing and uh, the culture that he's building around there. It's very special. But he was given this speech post game and he was talking about these pieces of coal that he gave his players Friday night before the game and he told them to write what pressure has taught them on those pieces of coal and they all threw it into a bucket and then after the game he pulls out this giant diamond and he says this is what happens when you take that carbon and you mold it into a diamond and so he's got all these analogies but all the while when you pan around the locker room and you look at his players, they are intently focused and they're locked into everything that he's saying and they've completely bought into it. And I don't know exactly what it is. Those players love him. He loves his players. They love the culture. They love everything that goes on there. And it absolutely shows in the way that they play football. Yeah, and I'm I'm just liking the fact that finally uh, they are getting some attention up there, well deserved. And props again to Joshua for bringing it to our attention a long time ago. If you actually listen to this podcast, which you should, because there's some great things you could learn on it. Uh, finally, in good stuff from the gridiron, I I wanted to ask you about things like this. So the motivation, I guess, with different teams and the turnover chain has been going on for a long time at Miami. By the way, I like what Manny Diaz is doing there. Side note. Yeah, he's doing a great job. Don't you think he's doing a great job? Absolutely. So the, the turnover chain is something they've been doing. I actually think it's funny and I like it. They didn't need to do the other chain, but the turnover chain I'm fine with. But it actually like broke this weekend too. Huh. One of the guys was putting it on. But what do you think about just motivation like this? This is obviously a tradition at somewhere like Miami. Yeah, I'll say this. You don't see Alabama, Ohio State. You don't see LSU. Clemson doing any of these things. Right. Those guys are motivated by a couple of things. Number one, conference championships. Number two, national championships. And number three, draft picks. And that's it. Yeah. 
So those guys, as you're trying to build back a program and get people excited and, um, you know, have those guys kind of exceed their expectations, you do things like this. But then once you kind of hit that pinnacle and you're at one of those brands that's competing year in and year out, those guys are motivated by something completely different. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. And sometimes, like you said, you got to do the things that can get you there. So I think right now Miami is is just under Manny Diaz kind of taking little steps forward and I'm not opposed to one thing like a turnover chain if it it gets you motivated. Okay, well, that is a wrap on episode 53 of Press Pass. We are just, I mean, it's crazy that we're pretty much like almost done with the regular season. It's nuts to think about. It goes too fast. Doesn't it go by fast? And we're already, we've got like snow actually registered here this week so that's going to be mm. interesting are you guys hitting snow up there and see bus yet yeah there, i think tonight maybe or yeah tomorrow that's night? yeah that's what we're getting tomorrow so we're kind of on the same thing here in nashville uh hey you guys if you have not subscribed yet really easy just go to itunes and you can pretty much just click on the subscribe button um just type in press pass and then give us a rating and five stars. If if you really feel like five stars is the way to go, just click on the five stars. It's easy, really simple. And we really appreciate everybody who does listen on a weekly basis. You can follow me at Kayla Anderson TV and Joshua very active as well. Where can they go to follow you on Twitter and Instagram? Yeah. Just uh, on a side note there, it's, it's really easy to hit yeah. that five star and right? that subscribe. I'm telling you, I mean, it takes mere seconds. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, but at RIP underscore JEP is where you can find me, uh, was talking about, uh, some of the CFP stuff that came out, was talking about some of the conversations they had on college football game day that I uh, disagreed with in the way that they were evaluating some of the teams. So if you want to hop in on the conversation with me, go ahead and hit your boy at RIP underscore JEP. All right, you guys, again, thanks for joining us for another episode of Press Pass. Look forward to being back here next week. And everybody, enjoy their week. Thank the veterans out there. We surely appreciate you. And enjoy a weekend of great college football. Good luck to your teams.